Hello and welcome to Stories, the True and the Fiction, the podcast that revolves around one central theme, stories and the people that tell them. We'll talk about movies, TV shows, video games, historical events and weird news headlines. There's really no topic we won't touch. But it doesn't stop there. If you've got a story, something funny or random that may have happened to you or a friend, send it to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Until then, it's story time. The Night Before. Written by J.A. Bryden. It Red. wasn't. <laughs> yes, it was. Okay, okay. Yes, it was, boy. Pen name. <laughs> Pen name. Ghostwriter. <laughs> Ghostwriter. And read by Chris Park. It was the night before release, and all through the house, James Cameron was boasting in the House of Mouse. The media had seen it and sing its praise. Twas the greatest thing that they had ever gazed. My new technology puts Thanos to shame. This will bring the Na'vi to even greater heights of fame. The executive with the brain was shocked by this claim. Should the movie fail, who would be to blame? He looked at the runtime, three hours on the dot. The audience would need to pee making this all for naught. James Cameron said, They will see it many times, you worry not. Why, they could even see it upon their yachts. With the lockdown now pass and not pennies to spare, $30 might be too much for many to bear. However, the words of wisdom fell on deaf ears and Avatar 2 was released for James and his peers. Welcome, everyone. Wow. Merry Christmas. <laughs> Happy holidays, you all. Welcome to Stories, the True and the Fictional. I am one of your hosts. My name is Chris Park. I am here with me, the greatest author of all time, J.A. Bryden. How are you going, sir? Wow. Um, I'm going well. I'm going really well. And yeah, I'll, I'll, okay, I'll say I wrote that because that was brilliant. <laughs> but, but more importantly, now, now my brain has just gone off down a total tangity thing like we do <laughs> like we and do. i just went you know how there's the comic book hero ghost rider mm-hmm. do you think he'd have a brother called ghost writer <laughs> <laughs> like wait, would, wait. Would, would there be another world or, or, or an alternative universe where he, where he just doesn't ride a motorbike he just sits there and so basically his special ability is he can write <laughs> award-winning novels like amazing finger pieces but he's never but he but the but the one thing is he's never allowed to put his name upon it he always must put the he must he always puts the, must put the author as someone else yes oh yeah. so he was so basically <laughs> this one we'll call him jamie jameson because we're setting this in the spider-man <laughs> universe obviously jamie okay. jameson like okay. cousin of of you know of you know of, of you know cousin of the daily bugle owner he went to the Crossroads Devils and make a deal. And he goes, I want to be the greatest author of all time. I want to write things to inspire people. I want to write 
science that changes the world. And the devil went, oh, absolutely. <laughs> I can help you with this sign here. He made the deal, but then he realized, you will now be my writer. You go forth, my writer, and write the works that will change the world. And then he goes, so he sits down, he writes this novel, this most epic sci-fi story that is ever written he's reading it going oh my god this is amazing and then as he goes to write his name as the written by his head turns into a flame skull and then he might then he writes you know written by james cameron he's like what no what no what's happening what's happening no and then he tries again he writes you know he starts reading he goes no, but this story of of a man going back in time to, to save to save to save to save mankind. This was this, this Terminator film was going to be my masterpiece. What's happening? Ah! <laughs> or alternatively, uh, another another alternative. I love that. But but what what if the Crossroads Demon got it wrong <laughs> and thought you know, and he said Rider. Yeah. And he, but the demon thought he said Writer, and then. <laughs> Instead of <laughs> instead of correct instead of correcting it, like like you know you should much like the government wouldn't own up to their mistakes. No, <laughs> lean in harder, lean in harder. So yeah, so what? So you're saying Johnny Blaze went to this devil to become to get the amazing abilities, you know? And then yeah. like he came back and says, "What's still going?" Because obviously it's still played by English Cage. What's going on, man? I'm just a writer, man. Yes, you wanted to be a ghost writer, didn't you? <laughs> No, man. I said Ghost Rider. Yes, yes, Rider. This is what we agreed upon. Like, this is what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, and, and like, and, and like, there's a knock on the door, and just a delivery, and an, an anonymous delivery comes, and it's just, it's like an old school typewriter. <laughs> <laughs> You're just like, what the hell is this, man? I'm Ghost Rider. <laughs> that has to be a thing. Um, now I will turn my powers against you. <laughs> <laughs> those movies okay you know what i'm gonna say it that first ghost rider film was fantastic i i you know i think i watched it i think i did i can't remember like it just uh, shows the acting rage of nicholas cage yeah really, really yeah really shows that he, he can act in literally anything and i mean literally no, what, anything no he can or will because he will <laughs> <laughs> but again Nicholas Cage Nicholas Cage is a volume actor mm. he has to produce a thousand different mil- films just so he can get you know Lord of War just so he can get National Treasure he must do the volume of films yeah. so he, he can get the gems whilst there are some you know very accurate actors you know your, your Kevin Bacon's, your Matthew McConaughey's your Tom Hanks who can pick a winner and they know they can just yeah. get it. He's a volume, sh- like, you know, he's a volume shooter. He must shoot the, he must shoot, he must act in a lot of things. But then every now and then we get the gems. Yes, we do. I wonder if it's very similar to Emilio Estevez in that regard. You know, for every terrible thing we get, we eventually get Gordon Bombay and the Mighty Ducks. I wonder if it's a similar well, concept. I think he's only just done, hasn't he only done like three movies and they're all Mighty Ducks? <laughs> So I just, well, I he's also done films with his family as well, with you know just, Charlie Sheen and you know and, and you know his dad. I honestly haven't followed his career that closely. Well, nor have I. I'm just literally <laughs> guessing on, on, on things that, I, that yeah. I think that I think he's done. Yeah, you know, 
kept the real last name, which is funny. Like all his family changed his name to Sheen and well, I think he, I, to, I think he went S of S so he could he, he didn't want to ride their coattails. Yes, which, which I can kind he of respect. Sh- probably should have though, like you know. Well, it's it's when, much, when, when much your dad's like, Martin Sheen, you can't you kind of yeah, kind of you kind of want to like be like, hey, that's like um, uh, Angelina Jolie, Jolie, and and her her dad, John John Voight, I think his name is. Like mm-hmm. he was a huge actor, and then yep, yep, yep. she obviously made her a career of her own by showing her boobies. No, I think that's how it started. <laughs> Even now, I'd be okay with it. Like, I don't, like how is she? How is she now? Like 50, 60, something like that. I don't know. To be honest, I'd, I'd still be interested. I'd still, you know, I'd, yeah, yeah. And she was also again. She was in Tomb Raider. So come on, like she was in the greatest film of all time. Like she was uh, in the, great, the greatest. Don't no again. No. Before just, we no. go down the boobs and Tomb Raider path, that brings me to my next point. We are obviously brought to you. <laughs> By a oh, wonderful yes. sponsor, Rebecca Castles from the Rising Dawn series, available at Amazon. And soon, <laughs> the producer and creator of a little book I like to call The Family, or the teacher, title we're still discussing, <laughs> the story of a Harvard professor who failed at his, you know, he, he gets expelled from Harvard, has to go back to his hometown to live with his, you know, live, live with his best friend who's, you know, who's married. And then he has a young daughter. They have a young daughter that's going to the same school, you know, that, that he's going to be now teaching, played by Cat Graham. You can see where this is going. And um, yeah, look forward to look forward to that and many more stories coming out from Rebecca Castles. She's also, again, if you're interested, <laughs> interested in werewolf, she has werewolf stories, but just but keep in mind that she's working on some amazing projects and we can't wait for 2023 to unveil, to, to release some of these amazing, amazing works to the public. Didn't we agree the series was going to be Cavill meets Graham, or Graham meets Cavill, or something, <laughs> something like that? Like, well, no, because initially I wanted, and I want a short story series where there's basically, yeah. you know, Henry Cavill, but about, about, but I'm actually thinking I want it to be a bit more deep as well. So I want, I want like a, a book of stories of them in different eras meeting, almost getting together and failing. But then I want the story actually to be about two two like souls who should be together but always fail in every single generation that's passed. Isn't there like, like a that, Tom Hanks movie about I'm that? pretty sure there's a Tom Hanks movie this is on, but this is going to have a lot more nudity in it than the Tom Hanks ones did, I hope. Oh, no, but I don't it, know. But it'll torture you. It'll be, it'll be you know, from the back right. or, or side. Yes. Or, it'll mention or, or, side, cat, side boob and or, Henry's side weight. You know, actually... What like, is the, ca- what, Cavill, what's the definition of Cavill's? What, what's the male version of side boob? Is there one? No, no it's uh, look. If we're going off Family Guy, side does wing. That side, does that side boob turn you on? Is, is, is that side boob turn you on? Is that a thing? Side wing. Well, or? I hope that side boob doesn't turn you on because that's my side boob. Because now there's um, under boob as well. There's, there's, there's so I many different. Know. There's different angles. But yes, so that's going to be one of the stories that we that you know um, that our glorious sponsor Rebecca Castles. Rising yeah. Dawn series available now on Amazon will also be producing, <laughs> and I can and I cannot wait to see the first drafts, or at least see. Okay. Yeah, no, no, no. They, again, a work like this takes its time, <laughs> but you know, some concepts. We'll be seeing some concepts shortly. I believe and sharing them to you all on this podcast, mm-hmm. read and and then we can then gauge the response and then continue on the right direction. It's very important. This is because this is a community work more than anything else. This is this yeah. is a community work. 
So, so. off topic. But back onto topic. <laughs> back on topic. Ho, ho, ho. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Jamie, what have you done this week that is somewhat Christmassy or even not even Christmassy in terms oh. of your entertainment uptake? I have actually watched two Christmassy things. <gasps> really? Gremlins and di- Gremlins and Diet. No, um, no. <laughs> no. I watched. I watched the uh, Will Ferrell and uh, what's it? Why am I drawing a blank with him? Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell did a Christmas movie um, called Spirited, and it is very musical. It is the, the all the music is done by the Greatest Showman people. And it's essentially another take of the uh, Christmas Carol story with, you know. Now, how, how is this movie played? For jokes, laughs, what's, 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 what's the... It's, um... I'd say it's, it's your classic... Um, it's got the classic Christmassy feel, lots of jokes, but then there's the serious element, you know, like the, the strong Christmas message in there, um, which is played serious. Okay. So. Now... So it's a musical, essentially. Is that correct? Yeah. Is it good? Yeah, surprisingly good. I was very, I was very surprised. I mean, look, it's two, two, two of my favorite funny people, um, and it's a, it's a different take. It's, it's about the, um, the spirits that do the haunt. They'll do the haunting and that all that. So it's, it's from their perspective instead of the other way around. Interesting. That sounds okay. It's it's worth a watch. It is worth a watch. I mean, look, if you like Ryan Reynolds and Will Ferrell, you'll like like it. I do, and I do, I do like those two humans. So that does so them combining into something. And and the music's good, you know. And it's got a strong Christmas message. It's like a, it was like a classic Christmassy film. Um, I I recommend it. I honestly do. Okay, okay. Right. That's the one thing. And then the other thing I watch randomly on Disney Plus is Tim Allen's got a series out called The, the Santa Clauses. Oh, The Santa Clauses series. That, that's what they, they made a yeah. series about. The, now, it's like six episodes and it's been renewed for season two. How is that? Okay, okay. I have many questions. One, yes. I thought the Santa Claus movie was—they wrapped it up fairly well in, in terms of the in terms of the. You know, I honestly, I I think I watched the first one. And that's all I've seen. Because you know there was the first movie where he became the Santa Claus. The second movie yeah. we had to get married because there was a Mrs. Claus in the contract. Yeah. And then yeah. like those are then then I think I'm not sure if that's the one he built a robot Santa to take over that was evil. I like, can't um, remember. How do you not know this? Because I've watched the first one when it came out, and I haven't watched any since. So I've gone from movie one to this series. <laughs> but then you've missed out on all of the important mythology and all of the important, you know. Oh, pieces. look, look! I'll go back and watch it. All right. Because there, there, there was a third one. You're right. It was so the the the, the trilogy was finished. It was because it was you know yeah. the escape clause was the was yeah. the was the third and final masterpiece of this mm-hmm. of the cinematic brilliance of the so like with all reboots how does it hold up because they say, well, not well, reboot, it, all, it all continuations of you know how does it hold up look i've only watched two episodes but uh look it's good i like it but you know i you know again i have only watched one movie and then this uh look it's well made it's all about him um planning on retiring 
Oh, uh, so you're trying to find the next Santa. Yeah. Interesting. And it's got this character um, played by, oh, you know, um, when in How I Met Your Mother, when Robin dates a therapist. Harold and Kumar. Yes, that that guy. You you know. Um. Yeah, he's in it, and he play he plays he <laughs> he's trying to figure out how to recreate um Santa's delivery system. <laughs> <laughs> you know like see and like it's like oh drones you know he's trying to... <laughs> it's, it's it's pretty funny but look, it's very Chris, very christmasy very very kidsy movie and tim allen's daughter's in it tim um, allen has a daughter yeah how old uh well i think she's 13 okay like he may have other children but like it's just i know he, he has according daughters. according to the internet he has two children so this is obviously one of the two one of the two, yeah. Yeah, and she plays an elf. Oh. Okay. See, it sounds like I need to sort of, you know. Well, look, if you want to feel a happy Christmas, look, it's, it's, it's a, like I said, typical Christmas, you know, movie, great messages, a lot of ho, 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 and a lot of snow, 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 um, which is rare for us Australians. We yeah we do not we do not get snow. Okay, that's no. that sounds like a decent movie. So that's available on Disney Plus or your favorite pirate site. Is it? Is that, that was <laughs> no, it's on Disney Plus. Uh, it's just six episodes. I've only watched. I've only watched a few though. Not that um, I support piracy of any kind. Obviously not. Uh, unless that's Assassin's Creed, uh, Assassin's Creed Black Flag. And isn't it funny that Disney hates piracy, and yet they're one of their biggest films is called The Pirates of the Caribbean, so that glorifies Johnny Depp as a pirate? It's like, <laughs> yeah, you can't have it both ways, Disney. Piracy is bad, or piracy is will, awesome. Well, before um, modern piracy and burning DVDs and all that, it was a little bit more different back then, Chris. But, his, but think about probably, this. Probably, theoretically, probably worse. Think, <laughs> think about this. Disney is out there going, don't pirate our films or TV shows. It's killing the industry. Now watch this film about how awesome pirates are. Aren't pirates <laughs> awesome? And then, like, then you watch this film going, you watch, you watch this film basically where the, the whole thing is basically screw the government. Pirates are awesome. <laughs> Yay, piracy. And then you sit there going, yeah, yeah I'm going to pirate things. They go, no. No, um, uh, don't. Um, but what if you are now? Hear me out. In Jamaica, ripping DVDs, because then you will be in fact. Then you are a... literally a part of the Caribbean. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh, it's amazing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. No, they're, they're the only Christmasy things I've done this week. But as you know, we've been watching Stargate. We have. We have. Uh, we. This all started from a Facebook post that Jamie posted, very <laughs> innocuously saying, "I'm watching SG One with my dick in my hand." Now again, no, I wasn't. I was, you know, I was off off work, sick, and I just thought, you know what, I, I need to watch me some Stargate. Mm. Um, and it's because every time I see MacGyver, they play MacGyver on the television, and every time I see MacGyver, I go, "That's MacGyver," but it takes me to SG One. Obviously. You know, and then I realize how good uh, how he's, how good of an actor he is because I literally don't look at him and go, oh, that's MacGyver. Like I I see this new character, like uh, Colonel Jeff O'Neill, um, and he's just you know brilliant. Like I do while I'm watching SG One, I'm not thinking about MacGyver. That's that's quite that's quite rare for which an is, actor to have that yeah. ability. 
Now, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. Does the series hold up? Yeah, writing was yes. I mean, obviously the um, CGI and that's a little bit, you, yeah, a little bit dated. But it's not like. But is it real? I it's mean, honestly, not. Ter- it's not terrible. Like if you're watching any sci-fi show now with with modern TV budgets and whatnot, yeah, sure. would you, it you... be better? Maybe. Oh look, it was definitely ahead of its time. But um, one thing I one. One thing that I will appreciate about the show, which is I always appreciate about the show, is you know, the Jafar costumes were practical as much as they could. Yep. Um, the giant serpent heads, the staff weapons, they, 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 essentially because they used your standard machine guns and things, they, that's, that's practical effects. And, 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 yeah. and practical effects holds up better than any sort of laser weaponry will ever oh, hold yeah. up in, in, in shooting and CGI yep. ships. Well, the the Zat guns, they they say hold up. Yeah, yep, the... yep. But that's a very simple sort of design. It's a yeah. very simple thing. So yeah, look, holds up immensely well. Writing is 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 impeccable. I don't, th- oh, I don't yeah. think you can. I don't think you'd really fault Stargate for its writing. No. I was watching an episode the other day actually about the Ashen. I thought it was quite interesting. That's the How... future one. Yep, where they, you know, where they're going around and, you know, um, there was a sickness in there offering people a vaccine that would then eventually sterilize their population so they would have a nice, clean population control. And then I was wondering where people from our government's watching that going, hmm, <laughs> let me write this down. Vaccine population control ultimate. No, but but still, it was a very good episode because there's, there's some episodes in Stargate that I will admit I skip now. Tisk, tisk, and tisk. that is because I've watched this series so many times. I think I can sort of recite by <laughs> words some of the episodes. But, like, for example, an episode that has no value in terms, of, you know, a Doesn't side quest world. Yeah. Or, where, where, you know, nothing really happens. It's not tied into the world. It's not tied into the technologies thing. So, like, it's episode, just... episode three with the Mongols. Yeah. That one. I watch that one because I do. I do like that. But <laughs> yeah. I mean, but, but you know, there are certain other ones where like they're trapped on a prison world. Not that it's not the destroyer prison world, because that's the key story element that gets played yeah. on, where they lost their memories and they're on a prison and they're in, in a mining world. And, and that yeah. one, I skipped that episode because I'm like, going, I don't care. Prison episode, bleh. <laughs> <laughs> skip. <laughs> but you know, episodes where it's all about the world and you know the. the, the and the SG command, and then obviously, look, some of the NID stuff I get, I think, is a little bit silly. Um, they're like, you know, they're still good, but I still think some of them are a little bit silly. But having said that, I'm out now up to season five. <laughs> oh, wow. Oh, you're almost at the, at the, at the I'm at the, the season, difficult... this, the season now, that shall not be named. Now, what, now, Jamie, what do I do? <laughs> I'm about up to the, the Jonas conundrum. Well, let's just face it. You will skip. I, I push through. But there are still some important episodes within that season I yeah. need to watch, but then he's stupid faces in them. <laughs> and how do I... Because, oh, I, I mean, I, I don't know what to do. But like you mentioned before, I think I'll do the same thing. I'll get up to about, I think it's season eight. And then I'll also then simultaneously watch Atlantis. That's uh, seven. It comes in at seven. 
No, no, but like the end of seven, start of eight. No, I'm pretty sure seven and oh, is it the end of F seven? No, because Je- Atlantis because comes in. Jack O'Neill's a general. All right. That yeah, no, you, no, you're right because they yeah. find the puddle jumper. Yeah. At the yeah. end of episode seven, uh, season seven. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then that's yeah. when they go on there. And you know what? I know that you hated the characters later on, and I've never understood that. But I actually do like Valdemar Laran and um, Cam oh, well. Mitchell. I like, actually, I've, no, I've always liked Cam. Cam is I, awesome. I just, I just love I Cam. Just, 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 you know. I just, um, you know, Barla just annoyed me. Like she was just an annoying character. I'm sorry, <sighs> she was, she was, she was very annoying. And I, only time I started liking was when she popped up in Uncharted. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's the same actor. Oh, I like her character. She's in a, uh, you know, oh. I, I like, I liked the character because she played off well with Daniel. Um, and then obviously, you know, when Teal got to see what happens in the future, yeah. then they can't tell them that, yes, they are destined to, you know, that, you know. Yeah. They're destined to be together, but Teal can never tell them. That was an amazing episode, by the way. I just think that oh, was yeah. one of my one of my favorite episodes uh, of all time. Well, I think we're gonna have to revisit Stargate on another podcast episode because <laughs> we, we do. Can, because we can obviously talk about it we can forever. talk about Stargate. <laughs> still, the cast coming, and I still think I know. I know. I'm like I'm not the biggest military weapon guy. I know that the people go like, "Oh, why are they using that gun when they could have used like you know the M4 battle rat?" Like, but I love the P90. The oh, P90 yeah. is iconic. Yeah. It looks awesome. And you know what? If I was ahead of a like a, a country and I was going to arm uh, arm my entire army, and they'd go, why does my costume and my military outfit look very similar to an SG team? I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> like you there's four of you, and I want a scientist and an archaeologist, <laughs> and then two military tribes. But this is a war. Don't care. I want a scientist. <laughs> I wanted I want an archaeologist, and then I want two military types on my singular team. And if any enemy does defect, that's even better because then I could put them on the team and makes them even yeah. <laughs> make them, it makes it better. Like, and why why does my um you know uh, new member need a gold um <laughs> gold like, emblem on its head? Like, shut up! Because every single team must have one that has a gold. I, lo- I love that episode. I can't remember what it is where this guy's like sees Tilk's um thing on his head. Oh yeah, like, man, yeah. man, how. Well, that's awesome. Where'd you get it done? How, how do they do it? How do they do that in Chulak? They, they get a hot, hot knife and, and cut, cut it into your head and then pour molten gold yeah. into you. <laughs> that sounds painful. Extremely. <laughs> and then, uh, the, the, then in the 60s episodes, they go, what does that mean? False, the worship of false gods. <laughs> right on. <laughs> that's a great episode. That is a good, that is a, that is a, that is a, again, what a, what a, what a, what a great and amazing TV series that, yeah. that 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 is. Now, um, let's get back on topic. <laughs> <laughs> Have you been watching any Christmas stuff, Chris? Oh, that was I was I meant was I meant to be watching Christmas things? <laughs> no, no, look, look, no. Well, like you may have accidentally watched Die Hard, you know. Um, Christmas films. I've 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 never been a huge fan of the Christmas films. The ones I like. Well. There was a movie that came out. Uh, it was an animated one about just Jack Snow Frost people. All right, yeah, with Hugh Jackman as the yeah. bunny. Basically, like the the Christmas the the holiday themed people, but they're the Avengers. Yeah. And I, thought, <laughs> I was like, yeah. yeah, 
I'm not Ga- sure if that Le- Legend- as Christmas. Legends of the Guardian. Or yeah, something. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because obviously Santa was a giant Russian dude as well, which is, I, thought, I thought that was hilarious. Yeah. But there's, there's, a, there's a Christmas memories I do remember uh, fondly, which is obviously Jingle All The Way. with uh... Yeah, that holds up until the last half hour. That movie was ridiculously stupid. No, like, but like, like it legitimately to this day holds up, except for the last. How did they? Again, I, I get. I'm Turbo Man. Yeah, how do they build a <laughs> functional Turbo Man suit? But even more so, how do they build the costume of his villain that also has the shooting hands that actually yeah. fly out and then reconnect yeah. back? It's like going. I say. So okay. So look, I get. If they wanted to build costumes and, the, and if they were the fight in the costumes, I thought yeah. that would be really funny. But they went, not only were they fighting the costumes, they worked. They worked. <laughs> they, the costumes work exactly as their real life counterpart costumes work. Yeah. Yeah. No, it, it was insane. And then, then, and then there's that crazy um, Santa fight. I love that fight. Oh, that, yeah. <laughs> it was a big Santa punch up. Uh, but I mean, the other, obviously, the reason why I think why we're talking about Christmas was we all watched the James Gunn special. Yes. Oh, uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Christmas special. And to me, and and and, and maybe maybe you know, there's there there and I will admit that there could be like a recency bias in my view on that movie. But it's still honestly got probably one of the better Christmas specials of all time. Yeah. And I still say people are sort of like iffy about that song, the opening song, but I guarantee in a few years that's just going to be as just as annoying as as Mariah Carey's "All I Want for Christmas Is You," yeah, that, that, I love that. That, song. that that opening song was amazing. It's like I I, it's like I don't know what Christmas is, yep. <laughs> you know. But but the Christmas time is here. Um, if, we, if you the 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 the, the, the lyrics, the lyrics of that song are, are like are then, hilarious. And then Chris Pratt going going no, <laughs> no, not at all. That's not the thing. <laughs> and then he's like. You guys just got these instruments. <laughs> <laughs> I know that that apparently that's some band. I don't know who they are, but like, yeah, um, yeah. I I didn't know who they are, but it's, it, you can tell it's a band dressed up and done up. You know, um, yeah. They're probably chums with James Gunn. But like, like I was reading some of the lyrics now. It's again, it's like Santa is a fairy freak with epic superpowers. He flies <laughs> every human home in under fourteen hours. He is a master burglar, a pro at picking locks. If you don't leave milk and cookies out, he'll put dung in your socks. He's like, no, that's not a thing. <laughs> yeah, he shoots missiles. He shoots missiles at your toes. He will roast your <laughs> chestnut with his powerful flamethrower. He doesn't. He doesn't <laughs> use his flamethrower. And then it's like Mrs. Paul, Mrs. Claus works the pole. She plans the man's demise. <laughs> Soon the elves will rise up and stab out his Santa's eyes. <laughs> ho 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 ho! Earthlings are so weird. Ah, <laughs> uh, no, look, you're right. That song is no, fucking classic. It, it's gold. It is gold. Um, and but again. The problem I have with that Christmas film is it has a certain sense of completeness and sadness and yeah. also completeness to the Guardian's journey. Yeah. And then when you watch the trailer, you go, someone's going to die. Or all of them <laughs> are going to die. I mean, what's it going? Yeah. I don't I don't know if I'm again the same reason I didn't want to go see Captain America at the cinema. Or sorry, no, sorry, Endgame. Because I was going, I'm not ready to see Captain America die. 
I don't know if I'm ready to see any of the actually maybe do Rex. I can if Drex dies, I'll be like, oh no, Drex. No. No, but if you, Rocket Yeah, Rocket or if Rocket or or or, or Star Lord. Oh, or even James Gunn's brother. What's his character's name? Like um Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Even he, I think I, I, I do like him. I think he's earned his place in the team. Mm-hmm. And, and and if Mantis dies, that's like that's just kicking a puppy. Like that's just yeah, that's basically yeah. just you know that's like her death would might be the event to start the vengeance trip. But I mean, like you know, yeah, great cast. Would hate to see them go. But that's yeah. one of. But you know, if but, we were oh, gonna, if we were to rate the the Christmas specials of of, of major franchises, you know, you got the holiday special for Star Wars, obviously. <laughs> I've never actually seen it. I've not seen it. I've seen clips of it to know enough not to see it. Um, <laughs> yeah. But then also, Star Wars also did the Caravan of Courage, so they, let's not let's not go down that yeah. path of like terrible things yeah. that they've done. I do believe that that this film holds up. Uh, it's probably one of the greater Christmas specials of all time. Mm-hmm. And then you have to wonder from a Disney standpoint, they make all these dumb, terrible series when they where they really should just make like you know a forty-five minute to an hour special or something. And, yeah. You know, yeah, but yeah, we know that they don't think. Well, no, they, <laughs> they want a they want a series because they want you know more episodes so you continually stay subscribed. But you know, yeah, no, well, why not get someone who can write a good story? I mean, it's you know, they they seem to you're they seem asking, to be Jamie. You're up. <laughs> why don't you just ask for the cold fusion? Why don't you just ask for the you know clean energy? You crazy well, look, person. They've never had a bad casting, to be honest. Like majority like 90 95 percent of castings they're spot on i don't know there's not the person who casts these things there's nothing wrong with the casting director or the casting no. you know the casting the executive at casting at, at, at marvel it's just everyone else who's involved in the production even it just comes down to writing oh yeah okay it's a, it's it's the, it's the right it's the writers who seem to just be absolute shit because I'm sure that the you know the uh, the people that hold the bike boom mics are, are oh wonderful yeah look, and and the camera angles and you know I'm sure yeah I'm sure the director of cinematography is doing an amazing job you know and I'm sure you know all the, the crew does well yeah you're right the <laughs> it's yeah the failure point is squarely put upon the person who's meant to write the fucking story that tells yeah. us that, that, yeah. that you know tells the adventure that seems to be sucking. They just need to sit them down and go, there's this thing called the hero's journey. <laughs> it's successful every time for a yeah. reason. <laughs> well, it's even more so, like, basically, like, business one ones are going, do you know what the customer wants? Yes. Why don't you give them that? Just a crazy, again, uh, it is a crazy <laughs> concept. <laughs> like, again, you know, imagine, imagine KFC you will who what's the name what, what does kfc stand for jamie kentucky fried chicken what do they sell i believe it's fried chicken fried chicken now are they concerned about health or any of the other nonsense things no because they go we know our chicken is deadly unwealthy but you know what this is what the imagine tomorrow jamie if they turned around and said from now on no more chicken. It's all tofu. Because that's what we want you to like. How long do you think that business would stay in business for? Like, honestly, like, put, put a number, like... Let's just say that 
Red Rooster, their sales would just go. Oh, through. the Red Rooster sales, <laughs> and oh. they would not be prepared. Because they would not be prepared for the flood of people. Because every time you go to a Red Rooster, which is rarely ever, but <laughs> I looked in, going, "Is it open?" And then they're looking out, going, "Do we have a customer?" <laughs> You know, it's actually like, different now because they actually have a fried chicken very much like KFC's chicken, which oh, is actually wow. better oh, than my. KFC's chicken. And so they actually are quite busy with this one specific menu item. Well, none, none, none of their other none menu of, items. Yeah. Just one specific one, yeah. which is a fried chicken option. Because you know why? Lo and behold, people like fried chicken. Yeah. But imagine, if you will, <laughs> KFC was then bought by Disney who then went tofu or spiders or bugs or crickets. You know, that's the new, that's the new thing. Yeah. How well do you think that would go? Not very well. Um, not very well at all. Yep. Simple things on business. What does the customer want? They want this. Then you give them that. Do you try to make something better and then surprise them with new exciting things? Of mm. course. But do you still keep to the core tenant of what the thing that they like is? Yes. Everyone understands this except mm. for the writers of Marvel. Yeah. Now, while we're on the topic of KFC, because I actually yeah, put together some uh, stories, if you will, Christmas themed, and one of them is KFC related. Oh, fantastic. Do so tell. I, you know, like segue, segue. Segue. What a perfect uh, segue. <laughs> so, um, back in 1974, do you remember 1974, Chris? Ah, yes. Back when I was not even alive. <laughs> yeah, not even close. Uh, <laughs> the. Uh, KFC released a festive marketing campaign in Japan. Mm-hmm. The seeming, the seemingly simple slogan was, and I hope I pronounced this right, Kurusumasu ni wa Kentucky, um, Kentucky for Christmas. And it spawned a, a national tradition that still thrives to this day, where basically Japanese people go to KFC for Christmas, for a Christmas dinner. See... This is why I love capitalism. A company has an idea that then spawns a tradition. Mm-hmm. Much like the De Beers company with diamonds. He went, you know what? You have to buy a diamond mm-hmm. for to get engaged. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then it's like, going, how much should I spend? Shit, what's a number? Three months of your salary. Yes, yes. <laughs> Let's make it that. Why? Mm-hmm. Why not? <laughs> And I love it. And uh, to me, that just shows the, the brilliance of capitalism, turning yeah. every single event into a money-making scheme. No, much like Santa and Coke. Yeah. Much like Santa and Coke. That's <laughs> like, right. They designed the... You know, they, they, they have... Pretty sure they designed the colours and everything about, about the, about the <laughs> yeah. Santa we know. Yeah. That's insane when you think about it. Like, that's probably one of the best marketing, insanely most successful marketing campaigns of all time i'm even more than the diamonds one because i'm pretty sure like if you had okay what do you think jamie santa becoming red jolly versus basically all engagement rings must be diamond engagement rings must exist and must be diamond look no because um there's a lot more money in christmas and coke like i think that they you know because but it is seasonal money, though, versus yeah. the engagement, which is every single year, and people spend thousands of dollars on basically 
carbon. Unless you're like me and you have a family heirloom that will get handed down to you. Yeah, yeah. but see, someone had to buy that heirloom <laughs> at one did, point. Did they, though? Maybe they were a jewel, jewel thief. Or a pirate, back to other thing. <laughs> Maybe that they were a pirate. <laughs> you don't know. And they jumped aboard a ship and clipped the ring finger off a, a poor woman whilst they're, whilst they're doing their piracy. Hey, this is Australia. We were a prison, you know. We are a prison, uh, you know. Oh, and no. We started as a prison colleague. Briefly we went are. back. Yeah. Wait, and when that, did we when did we not become a prison colleague? When did that when did that change? There, there, there was this probably the sixties and seventies where we just kind yeah. of forgot. There was a brief period. No, well, no, may, maybe no, it would have been the 80s and 90s because the last hanging in Australia happened in the 70s. So I'd still classify that as an old school, you know, prison kind of thing to do. You know? A good hanging? A good hanging. Hang the murderer. Mm, yeah, um, no, okay, makes sense. So I'm going to say 80s and 90s, we kind of forgot. But when we're, we're chiefly reminded today that, yes, we still have wardens. <laughs> That still look after, and we us. love them very dearly. And we love them very much, much like Stockholm syndrome, which is your thing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. Merry Christmas, everyone. <laughs> I, I, I think we're, we're just we're just like those people that I always see. I was I was out today, and those people wearing Merry Christmas shirts, but they did not look like they were merry. Like they looked like they were get out of my way. I'm going to mow you down. You know, but their shirt, their, so their faces said, I want to kill you, but their shirt said, Merry Christmas. Because that, that shirt is basically just a contractual obligation at this point where we, you know, you know, yeah. it's basically, you know, it's the annual, please spend money <laughs> and support the economy because we're failing kind of month. Yeah. <laughs> now, we also watched another Christmas thing that you showed us or put us on to <laughs> yeah. uh, Mel Gibson the fat man was it called yeah the fat man or fat man now I will say this great concept interesting movie I'm a little bit spoiled with my revenge films because of John Wick and say <laughs> the Norseman yeah where I do expect a bit more death or a bit yeah. more just you know drugged out Nordic themes yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And a bit more Freya Allen, you know, you know, yeah. you know who doesn't like Freya Allen? But I mean, the, the point is, whilst I think it was good, I, I, I'd imagine that movie must have had a very small budget. Yeah, like, it was an indie film. Okay, yeah. yeah. Good film. I was hoping it was going to be a little bit more John Wickian in terms of the amount yeah. of shooting and death. But again, yeah. I, I, still, I still very much enjoyed the movie. Yeah, I mean, again... Cool concept, concept. Kid um, hires hires, an assassin. hires hires a hitman to um to kill Santa kill because Santa. he gave him coal. And, um, and Santa, because of all the naughty children, Santa has to outsource the elves, the U.S. military, to build the, to build weapons. Yes, <laughs> I, I mean that that was my favorite part of the entire um movie, where like you know. The, the, the generals of the, the the army talking to the elves who are eating nothing but like candy and like <laughs> candy every I think it was like what well, five times a day they they eat twenty minutes of candy or something yeah <laughs> and they sleep half an hour a day or something like that because they yeah, twenty they minute go, nap twenty minute naps because they go yeah this is this is this is the secret to good dieting I, I don't you, haven't you guys figured that out yet <laughs> it's like, secret to long life yeah it's like what keeps what keeps Santa um you know 
living so long and he's just like oh, it's all the giving mm-hmm. <laughs> or something like that yep yep um, yep yeah but the obvious obvious stuff like his name's chris he's got pops into town in the big red truck and he has l's because of the budget we never get to see the sleigh fly because of you know, budgetary reasons yeah you know? but that, i think that would have ruined the tone yeah, they, they were going with a much darker tone, weren't they? Yeah. Though they did reference him getting sh- like some, yeah, you know, some kids went, you know, pot shot, shot out at him. Yeah, shot, shot <laughs> and, at he, him. and he got grazed. I will say it was a reasonable Christmas film. Yeah. Well, there's a lot of Christmas films, but most of them, like, it's really hard to find a good one. I don't know if a good one exists. Now, there, have you have you stumbled upon Netflix? Have I stumbled upon Netflix? <laughs> yeah. Um, I think I have <laughs> somewhere along the line. Because there was a there's a there's something that's just basically hilarious for some unknown reason, and I don't know why. I'm not sure if you know of this actress named the Vanessa Hudgens or what her name is. Oh, yes, I, I know the name. High School Musical or I think that was her starting right, acting yeah. or whatever. For some unbegotten and unknown reason, Netflix paid her some money and she's done like a bajillion Christmas films. Like, and when I mean a bajillion, I do mean like, honest to God, like, so the first one is called the princess switch which obviously it's about you know she looks exactly like some fancy princess and you know they switch yeah. you know they switch they switch places and live each other's lives so <laughs> freak, freaky freaky friday not freaky friday like they they're just, they're just you know two people that live in the world that look identical to each other and then they swap places mm-hmm. yeah. so parent trap maybe more so than all right yeah yeah yep yeah, yep yeah, yep yeah, yeah. then they have my favorite christmas movie uh which is called the night before Christmas, night with the K, so K N I. Oh yeah, I think I remember that. The night before Christmas, where you know he comes back from medieval diamond to bring you know Christmas joy back into her soulless, you know her soulless wow. life. And then they had the Princess Switch switched again, the sequel to the Princess Switch, which um, also takes place Christmas. And then again, the Princess Switch three, Romancing the Star, which is again the, the <laughs> final of the of the of the Princess Switch, you know, trilogy. Yes, it was a trilogy. I'm not sure what Netflix does with its money, but sometimes I just wonder, going like, do you just take the money and throw it at a wall and well, say, well, well, let's, let's see if that works. I think it's just a marketing strategy of it's Christmas, but Pete, when that time comes around, they need some content that everyone's going to be, you know, you can only watch Home Alone so many times, you know. That's true, but, but, everyone, but everyone's now waiting. I'm not, I'm not sure if what's happening, but everyone's now waiting for, you know, the night before Christmas 2. Is, really? is this going to be another one of Vanessa Hudgens' many trilogy, trilogies? Is it the same night or is it another night? Um... Well, it's such an easy concept. So again, but again, I'm, I'm, I'm assuming Vanessa Hudgens had a Netflix deal and then she made a bunch yeah. of really terrible movies. But having said that, whilst we might think they're terrible, they obviously did well enough to make three of the fucking things. <laughs> so like... Unless it was a free movie deal. True. That's good. Which means she would have been making um, Christmas movies for months. But that, that's the thing that I would find so weird in making a Christmas movie is you're not filming it at Christmas. You're... At Christmas, no, no, you're filming it at another time. Yeah. But, but, but you're right. Every single year, 
there is some sort of romantic Christmas film on Netflix. And no, yeah. I've, I've not checked up on this one, but every year there's some kind of Christmassy Netflixy film, like Hallmarky, like you know, yeah. Love at First Sight, you know, you know, um, Star Cross Lovers, or you know, one yeah. of the various you know seven themes of storytelling that they, that exist. Rom com, rom coms, <laughs> we call them. Yeah. Yet, but only one rom com starring Cat Graham, which again, the ratio is just not correct there because she's better. She's better than that, man. I know she's better than that, but I want her to slum it like <laughs> Vanessa, Vanessa Hudgens and make me a trilogy of something. Because if I could, again, I don't care if they remake the Princess Switch to replace the actress. That's fine. That's, you know, then that's double the double the category. Right. Well, okay. Pinch, pitch me, pitch me a Cat Graham and Henry Cavill Christmas movie right now. Oh. Chris. And it cannot, it cannot be the night before Christmas, okay? Why? That's the greatest one of all time. <laughs> because that is too fitting, and I could see Henry Cavill in a sharp, you know, medieval suit. It would just fit him perfectly, but that's too easy. I'm not giving you the okay. easy one. Okay. Here it is. <laughs> Henry Cavill, the, we'll call him... We'll call him Lamey Bryden. Oh, we've used that before. Do better. No, I like it. Okay, fine. <laughs> We'll call him AJ Bryden. <laughs> Better. He doesn't look like an AJ, but um <laughs> is a is a is a powerful New York Wall Street tycoon. He has all of the money and he lives a life of luxury and success and power. And he has an, an let's say an eight-year-old daughter. He ignores the daughter completely. The servants pick her up and take her to school. And the school is obviously a, regardless of how much wealth he has, he still, some, for some unknown reason, because it's a movie, sends him to a New York public school because it has to be a movie. It has to, has to work. Okay. Like, even though he, he, that kid would go to the most fancy private school of all time, ignore that New York public school. That they get, they, you know, he, I guess he's cheap on schooling, and so he sends her there. And her favorite teacher is obviously Cat Graham. Mm-hmm. And then Cat Graham has a project for all the kids to say that, you know, they have to, you know, they have to, you know, remember, do a Christmas spectacular play and the parents must be involved and the, the, the daughter gets all upset because Henry Cavill, AJ Bryden, doesn't have time <laughs> for her stupid Christmas play. As, as, and she says stupid Christmas play because that's what he told her. And then Cat Graham being, you know, a teacher decides to get overly involved in this child's life and find out <laughs> why Henry Cavill doesn't have time. So he goes, she, she goes all the way up to his New York fancy office. Barges in to his fancy boardroom meeting <laughs> to explain that, you know, that the kids' lives matter. And then he says, You didn't you know, I didn't care about Christmas. I I pay for the I pay for the school fees. That's that, that's all I, I want you to just teach my daughter, and that's it. They get off on a very bad foot as all good romance stories start. <laughs> she goes outside, storms out angry because of the heavy snow. Her car doesn't start. Henry Cavill drives out in his porch and sees the poor teacher on the side of the road and sighs and exacerbation goes, fine, do you need a lift? Takes her back to his fancy Manhattan apartment and they share a moment and, share a mo- and she shares a moment with the child. It is then through their many other further interactions it reveals that Henry Cavill's wife was killed on Christmas and that is why he's so angry and that is why he hates Christmas so much. 
but she feels she brings joy back into life and eventually they wind up together he realizes towards the end that what that his daughter has been playing the violin the violin given to her by his the late mother because she was wanting to play in the same christmas spectacular as this year and so he races downstairs and to find that his porsche was destroyed by black lives matter <laughs> because why not and so he has to take the subway but he's carrying his cello so he must run through the subway with his cello all the way to this mythical new york public school that's still mostly white kids <laughs> and jumps aboard and then makes it just in time as his daughter stands nervously on stage with her violin but he rushes up and then starts playing silent night and she starts playing silent night then Canter Graham, because she's an overly involved school teacher, gets on stage and starts singing the song, bringing the crescendo together, making the fantastic, most perfect Netflix <laughs> rom-com <laughs> holiday special ever. Okay, Jamie, there you go. This is my film. I didn't have a name for it. Why didn't you name my film? <laughs> I don't know. Um, <laughs> what, what's Cat Graham's name? The character name? Faith. Faith? Yes. Oh, wow. Cliche, mate. I know, right? <laughs> I'm going, I'm leaning right into it. Lil, little, little Bride and Faith. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds Christmassy. What about a little Christmas faith? A little Christmas yes, faith. Yeah, play, play, <laughs> play, play, play on the word. Yes, yes, yes. Honestly, that's probably just as good as any other Christmas movies they make. <laughs> I, I think we'll, we'll have a, a check on the table before you know it. Um, but then the only problem is getting Henry Cavill in category to agree upon this project. Oh, well, Henry Cavill's only doing a you know, Warhammer movie at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but I'm not sure if Cat Graham's commitments with her UNICEF might take her away from this kind of <laughs> project. Oh, well, look, you with her it. charitable works, I mean, she means she'll find time. Well, we'll just tell her that a percentage of of the sales will go to that charity. Honestly, that 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 might get that might get it along, but if we can't get Cantagram and Henry Cavill, we just have to cast two actors that look basically. We have to find <laughs> like the, so, the, so the the poor the poor man Cavill and <laughs> yeah, we have to find the poor man Cantagram, the poor man Henry Cavill. Yes. All right. Um, okay. So Liam Hemsworth. Uh, <laughs> <No>. <laughs> Well, because she's already acted with the Paul Benz, Henry Cavill in her other movie. Oh, you just get that dude. Yeah, again, he's, <laughs> she, she's already been involved with the Paul Benz, Henry Cavill <laughs> in a film. And so we'll just bring him back. I never finished that film. <laughs> Honestly, you're missing out on one of the true masterpieces. I'm, of- really, I'm really not. I think my dad watched that movie. Um, it's a great film. It really isn't. You, you I am so cynical you that have, you can't enjoy Love in the Villa. That is not. It's just I can't. And and look, look. Um, while 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 we're on that, um, at the I've been watching uh, Star Trek: Strange New Worlds, and the more and more I think about it, I really like. I, I could date a Vulcan. Like it would just make my life so much easier. Um. But having said that, they all don't look like Spock's wife. <laughs> no, look, no, no, look. That that's that's not the point. The point is, is it's logical and and you know, um, 
But isn't that just so funny though? Like, yeah, we're we're a race of logic and everything. Here's my partner, which I don't want to spend time with. She's at an eleven out of four. <laughs> just like, I mean, <laughs> yeah. like, you go look at it and you go like, what the hell, dude? Yeah, <laughs> it's only logical. Um, yeah, but he's also part. But see, he's also part human. So shouldn't the human side be like going, hey, hey? Hey, that's that's why they're together. Um, True. Yeah. Ah, uh, yeah. But I'm I'm saying, look, I I thoroughly enjoy the show, but I I I'm enjoying the more deeper look into the Vulcan side. Yep. Yep. And and strange new world. Now, who recommended uh, this show to you and said, regardless of what we think about Star Trek, this is a good one. Who was that smart, brave? dauntless person i'd like to take this moment to thank kat graham um <laughs> good she... <laughs> no look 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 yeah you recommend me something and i watched it and it's good but that's rare from you like that, that's super rare I, what about the long list of things that i've said watch this actually no you've got two you've got two you've got that and you've got gallivant um, <laughs> that's right oh. i remember showing you the trailer and you're like what the hell is this i'm going no no jamie this is gonna be good and you're like uh, what? <laughs> and then, and then we watched five episodes in a row. Exactly. Um, yeah. So you've got two things. That's it. I, I have only recommended top quality things to you, young sir. No, no, no. no. You have a you have a bad track record. <laughs> you 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 your recommendations are basically you you should have a job working for the um Bureau of Meteorology, like just like, that, that, that's, that, that's how <laughs> love it. Well done. <laughs> that's well how accurate done. you are. Um, hey, if I'm sixty percent right, no, but I'm, when you when you're right, you're right. And I, I will, I will, I will give credit to the Bureau of Meteorology when when they say it's going to rain and it actually rains. Like a good job. It's not like you know the fifty mils you said, but <laughs> it still rains. <laughs> Look, I will admit. Hellcats might have been a bit of a failure in terms of my recommendation. Really? <laughs> it was a show about cheerleaders. I thought it'd be better than what it was, actually was. So what, what you did is you recommended it without even watching it. I saw the trailer, <laughs> yes. I, I saw the trailer of the cheerleaders and went, that looks, that looks good. And then <laughs> I recommended it to you. <laughs> but there have been wins in, in my recommendations as well. Which I've been yeah, like, like the Bureau of Meteorology. Um. <laughs> uh, uh. I'm pretty sure I'm more successful than the Bureau of Meteorology. Like, oh no, to... yeah, yeah, no, you are. Like back in the day when they were, you know, more accurate. <laughs> I would like to think I'm more like a football free kick taker, a free kick specialist. Like you know, um, you know, like did you know that those free kick specialists only get a goal every like it's like 22 percent of their free kicks end in a goal. Oh, wow. Wow, like, and they're like legendary, like like these like marksmen, and it's twenty two percent. It's like going, huh? Wow. <laughs> so, oh yes, I'm like a freak specialist. No one remembers the times I completely miss, <laughs> but, the, but, the, the, but the ones I hit are absolute gems and like go. Yeah. Actually, there was, there was, no, 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 I'm interested because there was there was <laughs> some guy that did the numbers on this. I'm, I'm just gonna bring that up now. Okay, here we go. Wow, that's even lower than I thought. <laughs> wow, and they're, and they're considered like, wow. 
So it says like you're 14%. <laughs> so would you say Messi is one of the legendary, like is an absolute legendary player, right? Uh, yeah, look. The one of the one of the arguably oh, the greatest yeah. of all time. One no, the, the great, greatest of all time is Pele. But um, uh, no, look, he's up there. Yeah. So of the 297 free kicks Messi has taken, he has scored that are counted as on goal from 2014. 28 of them have been goals. Wow. But yeah, you also got to put that down to the... To the... Cristiano Ronaldo is his worst at 533. Wow. <laughs> and only 33 landing in goal. But then you've also, you've also, you know, got goalies who are quite good at what they and, do. And the wall jumps. And they and, yeah. and even now, they, you know how you, the wall used to jump and used to roll it under? Now yeah. a player actually lies down on the ground to stop that happening. So the wall jumps and there's actually physically a player lying behind the <laughs> yeah. wall to yeah. stop that thing happening. But you see, we don't remember the failures where they hit the wall. We just remember when they, they absolutely curl it into the top corner and it's like, and like, from yeah. like yeah. and it's an absolute screamer, much like my recommendations. I might my I might make <laughs> some terrible ones, but every now and then, like strangely wilds, I will land an absolute goddamn gem in that corner. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, you're lucky like because I knew about it, I'd seen it around, I just never watched it, and then you started watching it, and that's what made me yeah. And and as I said before, Pike is just the perfect Starship officer to my mind. Oh, yeah, like represents what Starfleet should be, and, and that's a beautiful yeah. thing. And my dad was saying like the biggest shock to him is how much it looks like the original Pike. That actor. Looks- oh yeah, no, like like when you look at the original Pike and look at him, you're like going like they, they've obviously done the hair. They did his hair yeah. the same way that they've yeah. done everything like you know the same way. But did you did you? There's two things I've noticed. Did you know? The guy that plays Pike was in Doctor Strange. No, who was he? Black Bolt. Oh shit! Yeah, obviously you know you probably that'd be harder to tell because he's you know Wearing a full mask. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, but also that's not the only other. Uh, that's not the only person on the show that's been in Marvel. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you recognize? I forget the actress's name, but um. His his second in command. Oh, second the girl. Goal. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You know what she's from? What what's she from? Uh, she's she's been in a few movies with Hugh Jackman, um, and she was blue. <gasps> that's oh. that's mystique. <laughs> I would not have picked that in a million years. Yes. Yeah. No. Well, that's um. No, it's been twenty years. It has yeah. been 20 years. Have you finished the series yet? Or are you close? No, we've got three episodes to go. Okay, because I want to speak to you once you've <laughs> the finished fi- it. Once you've the final, because honestly, I have never once in my life, well, I have, but on a Star Trek thing, I would not think I would be so excited for another season that I was like, 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 like as soon as I finished that final episode, I was like online looking at like, Watching the YouTube theory videos. Yeah. The, 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 I was like, going, <laughs> wow. Nice. I was like, I was like, no, I must know more about this, 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 this. Yeah. Oh, so good. Um, and once you see it, you'll be like, going, oh my God, that's just brilliant. Yeah. So, no, I'll get there probably in three days. We're watching like one, one a night. Um, so. That's good. That's I'll good. be there soon. Else. Um, now, well, let's go back I... to Christmas. I've got another Christmas story for you. 
What kind of Christmas a story? True, a true Christmas story. Interesting. About someone's grandpa. Your grandpa? No, not my grandpa. Um, someone's grandpa. So, grandpa decided that shopping for Christmas presents had become too difficult. All his grandchildren had everything they needed, so he decided to send them each a check. Nice. On each card, he wrote, Happy Christmas, Grandpa. P.S. Mm-hmm. Buy, buy your own present. Yep. Now, while Grandpa enjoyed the family festivities, he thought that uh, that his grandchildren were just being slightly distant. So I prayed on his mind into the new year. Then one day he was sorting out his study and under a pile of magazines, he found a little pile of checks for his grandchildren. <laughs> so he'd f- forgotten to uh, put the checks in. So... <laughs> So he just gave him a card, said, Happy Christmas, <laughs> buy your own present. But <laughs> <laughs> how long? Like half a year or something, you know? <laughs> That's a wow. Like, imagine that, like putting that on a card and then forgetting to put the checks in. <laughs> because that's the thing with text, with writing, you can't hear the person's tone. Yeah. So, yeah. With, with a check, it's like, Merry Christmas. Buy your own present. Yeah. Yeah. Without the check, it's Merry Christmas. Buy your own present. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Tone. Mike. And also, much like Alexander Hamilton realized a comma in a certain place can change the meaning of a sentence. Where did you put the comma in that one? Was it like, was it Merry Christmas, comma, buy your own present? It was like, whoa. No, because it was PS, buy your own present. That's even worse. <laughs> I know. It's P.S. Buy your own present. Merry Christmas. <laughs> P.S. Buy your own present. Oh my god! Without the check, that's just a ter- that's just the, that's just you being a dick at that point, isn't it? Um. Uh, anyway, I thought that was funny. I that's that a good funny. one. That is a good one. All right. What other Christmas theme festivities do you have on our episode about Christmas <laughs> that we've just totally just won? Welcome um, to the Star Trek Star yeah. Star Star <laughs> episode. Of... Welcome to the Sci-Fi Christmas. <laughs> uh, can you think of any Sci-Fi Christmas? I mean, I, I, look, I'm sure every single like, I'm sure there are tons of Star Trek and other you know sci-fi series that will do it a Christmas episode, but I don't care about those ones. Yeah. yeah, no. Well, look, every sitcom does a Christmas episode. Um, every television series will do generally. Yeah. generally will do a Christmas episode. Kid... And, but it never plays at Christmas. It's always weird. Like it's always like it oh always no, plays yeah. At well, it's close times. close to the end of the year. I think. Yeah, yeah. Usually close to the. But they can but depends. Like that's so they obviously base that based on the schedule they think they're gonna get. But yeah. then if they get moved up, it just then the Christmas yeah. falls in a really random place in the year. It's really yeah. funny. <laughs> it's like going, oh, yeah. why is that yeah. Christmas episode here? Yeah. Yeah. Um, look, I like I like the Big Bang Theory Christmas episode. Um, uh, they, they, they do a very good Christmas episode, I think. Like, yeah. that, that's a very good, solid Christmas episode. I, I um, Sticking with the Star Trek theme, uh, the, the one where, where, where Sheldon's figuring out logically, okay, so Penny's you know, gonna spend this much money on me, then I need to be ready to give her a present of equal, Appro- equal value. Equal, equal, yeah. yeah, equal yeah. value. That so he so buys good. all this crap and he goes, ha ha, I'm going to give it, like, give her whatever value is. And then she gives him an autographed <laughs> napkin signed by Leonard uh, Nimoy. Leonard yep. Nimoy. And then he just goes, you gave me Leonard Nimoy's DNA. 
Yeah, um, with, with, yeah. with the yeah. right lab equipment. Yeah. I could yeah. grow my own Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was fantastic. Um, I can't remember if that was a Christmas episode. Or it may have been a birthday. No, it would have been Christmas. because no, um, no, 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 that, that was definitely Christmas. That was definitely because I was exchanging gifts. Yeah. Um, I like the community Christmas episode where it's all stop motion. That was cool. That was cool. Uh, of course, Supernatural. Remember the Supernatural Christmas episode? With the with, deities. With yeah. 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 Now, honestly, that was one of my that's probably one of the, that like as a Christmas episode, it was a good bit. This is a, just a supernatural episode. That was just a good episode. With um those 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 suburban gods living suburban up. Suburban god. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were simulated, dear. That's what they call it. Yeah. No, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah. Scrubs one was good. Where the girl was pregnant. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a um, good one. Oh no, there's 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 too many. There's too many. Yeah. yeah. Well, do you want to hear a Norwegian folklore? I do want to hear a Norwegian folklore more than anything. Okay, well on Christmas Eve is the day. Apparently Christmas Eve is the day when spirits and witches take to the skies for mischief and generally, you know, tomfoolery, as you'd say. Um, and as witches often use brooms as their preferred mode of transportation, um, it is a tradition for Norwegian families to hide their sweeping sticks so the witches won't be able to use them. So one question. Yes. Witches use brooms. To fly, yeah. But does it have to be specifically a broom or was it simply a sweeping or clean instrument? As in like, would they now just be flying around on a Dyson vacuum cleaner or something like that? Like, like, <laughs> oh, I, thought, I thought you were going to... I thought you were... to be specifically a broom? Well, I, I thought you were leaning more towards a rake if it was going to be a rake or some sort of stick. Well, well I mean, again, rake or snow shovel. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But but also basically like a broom was like predominantly like you know, how you clean your house. And so yeah, you use a vacuum cleaner now. So do you, is there a bunch of bunch of witches riding Dysons going like <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but Ooh, I, what I, kind I, of Dyson do you have? Mine's got the laser pointed hand to find the addition of dust. And, <laughs> and you know what's funny? Like the, I think that'd be the uh the equivalent of the hoverboard in Back to the Future, where it's like that you can't go in water unless you got so there's there's witches that and they, they'd probably have the setting reverse to blow like you know some of the vacuum cleaners you can suck and blow so that is exactly like you'd have like a netflix teen drama witches where mm-hmm. the witch goes to her witch school in a broom and they all uh, the witches turn up on their like fancy like expensive like 400 dysons and go uh, a broom <laughs> like uh, 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 you must come from one of those poor witch families <laughs> Was that one of Netflix? The, yeah, was that one of the episodes of uh, Sabrina the Teenage Witch that didn't make it to air? Or oh, it's, it's, I was, I'd imagine, or or one of the episodes of the Sabrina the, the the Chilling Tales of Sabrina, where Sabrina gets vengeance on the them and butchers them all, which was a much better show, by the way. This the Chilling Tales of Sabrina. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. No, but that's not. I, I I do believe. I like to believe that there are witches somewhere that are Riding using. Cleaners, yeah, they can believe. Yeah. But oh, but then they have to be battery powered ones. Well, no, because a broom doesn't have any power itself. No, but like, you know, I mean, what do they do with the extension cords? Oh, uh, shit, you're right. 
Yeah, it has to be one of those. Um, yeah, it has to be one of those Dyson that you plug in and then you take off the battery inside of yeah. it. Yeah, and, and you know, maybe maybe a Dyson's like the Tesla of the broom of like the broom <laughs> things, where it's basically like, going, like, oh my god, you got a Dyson? Nice. Look at that. Oh, I've always wanted one, but I cannot. I, I just cannot afford a Dyson. Yeah. Maybe that's like the. Do, the, do you mean that the there's, there's, the, there's the, like, the like a, Do you mean there's like a, an AOC witch out there that's like you know going for electric? The electric yep, yep, electric yep. brooms, electric <laughs> brooms. That's right. <laughs> we wow. Be, we need to be more environment environmentally friendly with our, uh, you know, with our flying devices. We can't use timber anymore. We're cutting down too many trees. <laughs> yeah, everyone, everyone, go get your Dysons. Yeah. <laughs> uh. So yeah. Christmas. Uh, <laughs> hey, well, no, well, hey, that that tied straight into um, <laughs> not okay, you know, Norwe- Norwegians um hiding their brooms, so witches can't fly them on Christmas Eve. When there's witches are all out and about on Christmas Eve, apparently. So I've not seen that myself, but again, I don't live in a very Norwegian heavy area. And and now I'm going to go into another segue. I watched like some random movie called Troll on Netflix. Oh, is that is that good? It's it's look it's it's B grade, but it, they did it well. Like, is it that's a Norwegian film, isn't it, or an Icelandic film, or some sort of? Like, um, well, they're all speaking. Yeah, I I don't know 100, percent but like, look, the CGI was pretty good. One and... of the Viking. It's it's one of the Viking. It's one of the Viking people, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and look, look. It was I didn't hate it, um, but it was cool, you know. And it dived into the um, the the mythology and all that stuff, and it was, you know, like I, I'd say, look, if you if you haven't if you haven't got something to watch, have a gander. But um, I might watch the Rise of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie again. Was, you know, that was a good solid film. Is that because it's Christmas? <laughs> it, it, it it is very Christmassy, <laughs> and it has Cat Graham. So again, oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. She voices April O'Neil. I know. Which I look, I maintain, look like she would make a great live action. Oh, she'd make April the best O'Neil. live action April O'Neil, hundred percent. Like, but yeah, you know, like totally. Like, because um, I think originally in the comics, she she was um African American April. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. I don't. I'm not sure. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not a, a turtles aficionado. Clearly, Jamie, clearly not. <laughs> to end this episode, mm-hmm. I, you often pitch ideas to me, and I have to make a movie. So I'm going to do one to you now. Okay, Jamie. I'm a Warner Brothers CEO, or one of the studios. Oh, hi, James Gunn. How are you? And I have no, and I have, you know, a large bag of money that I need to throw at a project to get a tax write off. Okay. And I say, <laughs> and I say, Jamie, we've just bought the Turtles franchise for, you know, pennies on the dollar. Yep. And I say, I want you to make me a Ninja Turtles movie. And you get, you get really excited. Okay. <laughs> it has to be a Christmas Ninja Turtles film. Oh, so it's Jamie. Seems- what is my, what is and it must it can't just be a, a Ninja Turtles film set at Christmas. Christmas must be the major theme of oh, this Ninja Turtles no. thing. 
So yeah, you can't just be like, oh, it's set at Christmas, ha, oh, Christmas movie. No, 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 no. That must be the major theme of this of this turtles film. Jamie, pitch me your <laughs> turtles Christmas movie. So so it's like uh Turtles Christmas special. Yeah, it's sure. Like, it's well, are we talking Gardens of the Galaxy, James Gunn kind of thing? Or are we talking like a proper home alone movie? Home alone kind of movie is what about what shooting at. Well, because I probably would just do Home Alone, but with turtles. <laughs> okay, you know what? Give me a Chris, give me give me your, give me your James Gunn Christmas special turtles film. Go. Well, it starts out starts out with them rocking out a Chris, Christmas song. Um, now, what kind to. of song would it be? Well, here's it. Well, it's interesting because a lot originally all the turtles songs and music from all the movies were going to be punk rock. Yep. Like. And then, for some reason, they decided to do rap. Um, so I think it would have to be to stay true to the um, movies and the stuff that have already come before us. It would be a rap, so we'd start off with a Christmas rap. Look, look okay, no, look, I would make it um, uh, crisp, uh, Christmas deliveries are getting, like, parcels and stuff are getting stolen. Like Ooh. the cliché. Yep. That that so it'll be it'll be you know Casey Jones would come in and say hey I need your help turtles um we've got all these uh, Christmas robberies going um happening around around the neighborhood so basically it would be the turtles uh, helping Casey and April get back the presents and then deliver them on time to all the children at the orphanages and stuff like that. It'll be something something light, simple like that. That's sweet. That's not a bad idea. I'll think of a better one. I I would call it a very Mikey Christmas. Here's my my turtle. I just came up with this. (laughs) (laughs) Michelangelo gets a bunch of money from Splinter and Splinter's like going, Mike, and this will be the first we actually ever see. I I do this special before I actually even do the series. Like this is the first you see the turtle. And it's like, Mike, you must buy presents for your brothers. And Mike's like, yeah, totally, totally. Mike, do you have the list? No. Get the list. And he writes a list out. <laughs> and then he goes around the city trying to buy these items. But every single time he goes to buy his item, the foot appear or someone needs help. And so he keeps miss- miss- just missing the store by like, like just missing mm. on the item by like an inch. And then he feels upset. After after going to four different stores, failing four times because of the foot, due to various different shenanigans, he feels so upset that he can't give his brothers a Christmas because he wants he wants his brothers to understand. He, you know, he's a joker, but he does love them. And then a Christmas miracle happens as he goes towards the sewer. He finds all the gifts he was meant to buy wrapped up neatly, saying, you know to Mike from Santa. And it's all the gifts he has to give to his brothers. Oh. There you go. See, how hard is that, Jamie? How hard is that? Well, you know I don't work well under pressure. (laughs) I need at least least 24 hours before I can pitch anything. Fair enough. Fair enough. There you go. A very Mikey Christmas. This will be the start of the franchise. (laughs) And, um... Henry Cavill will play Casey Jones and Cat Graham will play April, April O'Neil. Yes. And I want the guy who plays and, and and it's a bit cliche, but I do want the guy who plays Sonic to be my Mikey. That's that's my mic. I think that's so the voice of Leonardo. 
<laughs> that, you know how confusing that is? Yes. But the, like, guy, the guy that voices Sonic in the movies. Yes. Voices Leonardo I know. In, in Rise of the Yes. <laughs> but I want but but as as you watch the movie, that character, that jokiness, that's a more of a mic. So so I want that, you know, I want him to do the mocap as well. I want him to I want the full I want the full thing. I even want to shape the guy's face to look like his face. I want the full you know. Wow, so you go like full CGI, would you do puppetry? I'd want to do puppetry as much as I can, but you know, CGI face and lips you have to do like so, just, like you know. the um, Pirates of the Caribbean, Pirates of the Caribbean. So, puppet you think suit, it's Davy Jones, yeah. So, puppet suit as much as I physically can, and then yeah. just CGI over the top of it to make some of the, the face movement yeah. and things like you know, animatronics. We're not quite there yet with like the, the full moving lips and mouth, but like you know, but for yeah. the most part, a practical suit is yeah. what we're going for as well, 100%. 100%. Well, there we have it. A very Mikey Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> very random, unconventional uh, Christmas yeah. episode I for us. You, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed this episode whilst trying to hide away from your family over Christmas, as I know that we all intend to do. Jamie, if anyone has any thoughts, comments, feedback, hate mail, oh, yes. <laughs> ideas for erotic catagram and Henry Cavill stories, where can they find us? Uh, you can find us on Instagram at stories underscore podcast, or you can send us an email to the true and the fictional at gmail.com. Um, those, those would be the two easiest place places to find us. Outstanding. Well, enjoy your Christmas. And mm-hmm. always remember, if you don't spend enough money this Christmas... Western civilization as we know it will crumble and it will be your fault. I bid you. <laughs> I bid you. And you. Wait. You. Uh, 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 I got one more thing. It's just that, that you say that when this episode drops on Christmas Eve. Um. <laughs> yes. So they'll have one day to buy as much things as possible or else the collapse of Western civilization will be their fault. I've got one word. No. Three words. Boxing Day Sale. That's the resurgence of Western civilization, but it might not prevent the <laughs> collapse. <laughs> All right, guys. Have a very Merry Christmas from us here at Stories the True and the Fictional and from our sponsor, Rebecca Cassis. Now you can say your line, Chris. <laughs> all hail King Messi, the goat of all time. And I bid you adieu. Adieu. <laughs>